I'm a tool. I'm a tool. I'm a tool, 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 an unbelievably annoying tool. Yeah. Should we, 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 should we, we like, do some sort of weird like introduction? Like, hey, we're both, you know, this is Justin, this is Aaron. We're longtime Scrubs fans. We watch the show. This is the deal. We're going to talk to you about every episode. We're not going to go out of our way to avoid spoilers if it doesn't make sense, but we're not going to try to force them down your throat either. If you just want to yeah, watch I guess along we could, with us. we could be like, hey, this is Justin and Aaron, and you're listening to Eagle. Eagle. Although, the Scrubs podcast. Yeah, but we uh we really enjoy the show Scrubs and uh we'd like to share share our enjoyment share with, you. with you. So take a ride with us. Yeah, we're gonna start at the beginning with uh season one, episode one, called My First Day. Can you guess what it's about? I have a feeling it begins with a day. Probably a Monday. Probably. Although, really, it could be any day because doctors have weird schedules. I like to think that it was a Sunday. Okay. They really fucked him. Yeah. No, but don't they work at Sacred Heart Memorial Hospital? Yeah, so nobody so should work on Sunday. They Sundays. should be closed on Sunday, right? Yeah. <laughs> the best is I was order, I ordered a pizza from Domino's, mm-hmm. and it was a Sunday. And it'll tell you, like, who's making your pizza. And the guy's name who was making it with, was Jesus. Jesus made your pizza on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why is he working on Sunday? That's messed up. Well, I do believe the actual Sabbath for for Jews begins at sundown on Friday. I doubt Jesus goes was to sundown was on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I really doubt Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> you don't know. Jesus was. Did you know that Jesus was a Jew? I did. <laughs> That's why it starts with J. <laughs> oh, I had somebody... Yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this is going off the rails. So, uh, my first day, yeah. the uh, the wikia entry for this is uh, my first day is the pilot episode of Scrubs. JD, Turk, and Elliot begin their internships at Sacred Heart, where they meet the staff of the hospital, including Nurse Carla Espinoza, Doctor right, Perry yeah. Cox, Cox, and Chief of Medicine Doctor Robert Kelso. J.D.'s feud with the janitor begins. Yes, that's an ongoing thing. End quote. Yes. <laughs> you know what, though, they leave out here is uh, Ted. I love Ted. Ted. Ted <sighs> is the lawyer, the inept lawyer that looks like a cartoon character from, like, The Simpsons. Finally, doctors, if there is a mistake, don't admit it to the patient. Of course, if the patient is deceased... You and you're sure you can feel free to tell him or her anything. <laughs> Who yeah. also is in a acapella group later. We're introduced to them. Was it the mighty peons? Yeah. Worthless peons. The worthless peons. Worthless peons. <laughs> Which is his group is an actual real live acapella group that he's in yeah. in real life. I forget. I think they're the blanks. They're great. I, li- I I think they're awesome. I love Ted. Ted is in watching Scrubs again because of, obviously we're watching this again. Um, 
he's probably my favorite character right now. Really? Yeah. Aww. I love him. Yeah, Ted's great. Uh, I think always close to my heart has been Dr. Cox. Yeah. Dr. I Cox love those rants. Too. Like, they just crack me up every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this first episode, we're introduced to all these interesting characters, you know, and 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 I mean, essentially, you know, it's they're out of medical school. They've been hired on as interns at this particular hospital, and they come in with all these preconceived notions of what it is to be a doctor and what it is to work at a hospital only to have their hopes and dreams <laughs> mercilessly smashed upon the floor so by the harsh reality that is medicine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I dealt a little bit with that with, I mean, just, being an IT guy, you know, you learn about this stuff and like the theories behind it, but knowing what a VPN is and actually like setting one up is two different things. And, you know, um, I can imagine that it's much more crazy when you're dealing with, you know, people's health, life and death. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, in this episode, what we're introduced to is these, um, well, pretty much just JD and Elliot, you know, I think come into this with these preconceived notions of what it's going to be like, and they've glamorized it and kind of worked it up into their, their minds. And it turns out it's, it's not like all roses, you know, or as romantic as they thought it would be. And instead of, you know, just caring for patients and everything, there's so much more facets that they're introduced to, um, in this episode, like having to sit through a whole bunch of lectures in the very beginning of it, dealing with law and how not to get sued or what to do and what not to do in the hospital, and then realizing that, you know, they, they don't really know what they're doing. Right. J.D.'s big struggle throughout this episode is um, fear, basically. And there's a bit of, you know, competitiveness, you know, with the rounds and everything. Yeah. And, and you know, trying to prove yourself that way as well. And trying to determine, like, who the good and bad guys are. Yes. You know, as far as... Uh, a mentor, my mentor, um, you know, who that's going to be, who that, who they need to look up to and uh, rely upon. And there's a, definitely a battle there. There's a good and an evil. Yes. A light and a dark side. Yeah. We get introduced to that. You know, um, there tends to be two major players in that regard for who's going to be the good and who's going to be the bad. And the good seems to be, um, the chief of medicine, Dr. Robert Kelso, who is part of the orientation team and, you know, talking up how sacred heart is, you know, this really close knit family and, you know, he's here for you and all that. I'm Dr. Bob Kelso and I'm your chief of medicine. So I just want to encourage you all to think of me as your safety net, because I promise you, we're a family here. Now then, <laughs> go get them, doctors. And then you have Dr. Cox, who is a resident. Is he a resident? No? He's doctor, doctor at this point? He's definitely a doctor. No, he's just on staff there at Sacred Art. I don't know that they ever reference it. He becomes the resident director later on, but he is a... No, he's just Dr. Cox. The medical doctor. 
and he's kind of rough around the edges and uh, abrasive yeah, and ambivalent towards them as he's not very nice right he's no. not hand holding you no. know or anything like that what the hell are you doing did you actually just page me to find out how much Tylenol to give to Mrs. Lenzner? I was worried that it could exacerbate the patient's... It's regular strength Tylenol. Here's what you do. Get her to open her mouth, take a handful, and throw it at her. Whatever sticks, that's the correct dosage. But I... And under no circumstances are you to compromise or no talking agreement. Uh, and he does make nice with a nurse that's there, Nurse Carla Espinoza. Mm-hmm. who calls him Bambi, so she already has this sort of maternal thing out for him. That, and he probably looks like a deer caught in headlights whenever he's asked to do anything. Right. Or I should say he does. Because what he, he's doing, he's passing off all of his responsibilities onto the nurses. Right, to avoid having to do them himself. Yes. And even getting kudos for yeah for, for doing some him. of the work. Yeah, he's taking the responsibility. Uh, he is there... With uh, his best friend, Turk, Turk, Doctor Chris Turk, a surgeon who's a surgeon, a surgical intern mm-hmm. who seems to be just having an easy time. I wonder if Turk's having the same experience I am. I'm such a stud. Probably not. This morning, I had my hands inside of a guy's chest. I couldn't even see them. I should not be allowed to do stuff like that. What's up? And you weren't scared. One way or another. Everyone stops bleeding. It is so deep. No, it isn't. It's a little deep. Just the complete opposite, you know. Oh, I had my hands inside this guy's chest. They shouldn't let me do that. And just really sort of taking charge on everything. And so he's struggling with knowing that he's not, you know, kind of freaking out. But looking over at his friend who just seems to be having an easy go of it. Which also contributes to his sort of you know, self-deprecating, fearfulness of it all. Yeah, he's spending a lot of time comparing how he's feeling to how he sees other people doing, namely his best friend, and doesn't understand how he can be so confident while he's so scared. JD is introduced to Dr. Elliot Reed, who is blonde doctor, also an intern. Um, and it's very competitive with them at the beginning, but, you know, she gives him wowzers in his trousers and it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. Um, so yeah, he tries to help her out during rounds, right? So there's that competitive nature. She kind of steamrolls over him later on. Yeah. And we do literally see him as a deer caught in headlights at that point. And then gets one of his, uh, many fantasies. times where he goes off. Because he helps her during rounds. Dr. Kelso has a habit of, while he's doing rounds, he asks everybody random questions regarding uh, diagnoses and illnesses and how you would treat them. Now, Dr. Dorian, can you tell me what ailment most often I think I'm going to love rounds. It's like being on a game show. What is uremia? That's my boy. And he asks her, and JD hooks her up with an answer. Dr. Reed, you're late. I got puked on. You're off the hook if you can tell me what to look for in a uremic patient. Anyway, I'm going for it. <clears throat> Infection? That's my girl. <laughs> Moving on. And uh, then later on, 
He gets blindsided by a question. Doesn't know the answer. Doesn't she know. says that she doesn't know. So he gets crapped all over by uh, Dr. Kelso. And Dr. Kelso then asks Dr. Reed, who proceeds to give the answer. The correct so answer. Then in our fantasy, we see him as a deer in the headlights getting hit by a truck. Yes. And then JD doesn't want to sleep with her anymore, but he still really does. Yeah, because, you know, he's a man. Yeah. He has a pee-pee. Uh, what else? The janitor? Yeah, we're introduced to the janitor. Also a great character in this who is a janitor. Go fucking figure. Mm-hmm. And, uh. When we're introduced to him, he's trying to fix a door that is jammed shut, and uh, JD walks by and suggests that maybe there's a penny stuck in it, and that's why it won't open. And the janitor says, "Did you put a penny in this? Why a penny? You, why a penny?" I'm I'm waiting for someone. Door's broke. Be fifth time or so it don't open. Maybe there's a penny stuck in there. Why a penny? I don't know. Did you stick a penny in there? No, I was just making small talk. If I find a penny in there, I'm taking you down. If you did, if I find a penny, you're going to be in trouble. Something like that. Yeah. And thus starts the animosity between them that progresses nonstop throughout the entire show. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's as if the janitor just uh, focuses on him for just to pick up. Eight years. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's really hysterical. Oh, the janitor's great as well. Yeah. He's great. Um, We're introduced to the Todd. The Todd. High five. High five. Yeah, Todd is an interesting character. He's like this hypersexually ambivalent guy, like, who would probably hump anything Mm -hmm. that moves. But somehow is a great surgeon. He kind of literally does hump anything that moves. Yeah, including mattresses. Yes. Mattresses, piñatas, yes. yoga balls. Yoga balls. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, constantly as I watch the show, I'm like how is this man a doctor? You know? Like yeah. the way he behaves, like how would you get through medical school? You know, maybe he humped everybody to get through it. Maybe. Uh, well, he went to school in the Bahamas. We learned that later on. I probably humped everybody in the Bahamas. Yeah. How you doing? All right, all right. All right, Todd, JD. JD, this is my man Todd. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, the whole episode, you know, we're introduced to all these people and kind of what their their basic personalities are like. You know, JD is super smart but insecure, you know. And And a dreamer. And and a dreamer and fearful. Right. And, uh... Turk is, you know, confident, charismatic, you know, cool and, and competitive. Yeah. Cool guy. You know, uh, Carla is caring and motherly and a know-it-all. You know, Elliot is, is Elliot kind is of, the only one that doesn't isn't really portrayed like she would be for the rest of the show. Because in this one, she's kind of out for herself, very confident and competitive. Yeah, but I think the it's born the from the same thing that JD kind of wears on his sleeve, which is insecurity and fear as well right but her reaction to all that is to kind of look out for number one and you know 
screw everybody else. Right. Later on, they really turn up the sort of insecure, neurotic yeah. stuff to I mean, eleven. We learn for... more about her and her background and her family and everything like that. Right. What makes her tick, and then you know the the two teachers or parent figures, I guess, in the whole show, Doctor Cox and Doctor Kelso. Are introduced and you know JD is wrestling in the whole episode with like who's the guy I need to go to you know for real help and initially he he feels that it's Dr. Kelso because he presents himself as this kind like grandfatherly guy we're all right. family you come to me with anything but then he realizes when he does try to go to him or ask him for help that he's he's nothing to him he, he doesn't even know his name he carries a clipboard around so that he can you know remember their names and Right. Uh, everything like that. And that the guy, Dr. Cox, who seemed ambivalent and wants nothing to do with him, is the one that, in his own way, is is actually teaching him and directing him and giving him the right advice, you know. And because uh, he's going through this episode not too afraid to do the procedures he needs to do. And Dr. Cox tells him straight up, like, if they find out that you're letting the nurses do all your work for you, you're going to get kicked out. Right. You've been like a father to me. Fair enough. You want some real advice? If they find out the nurses are doing your procedures for you, your ass will be kicked out of here so quick it'll make your head spin. And there it is. Have a terrific day. You know, and he gets put in a position where it's like do or die, and he, he's able to do it. And, you know, the confidence comes from doing. And So, yeah. Nice. Nice job, Bambi, says Carla. You know, and that's like, you know, the whole episode, my first day is he's so eager to go into this with this one notion of what it is. And throughout the day, he he discovers that it's not going to be exactly what he thought it was going to be. He's racked with fear, right. you know, thinks he's the only one feeling it only to find out that everybody else is going through the same thing. You know, right. Dr. Reed is going, is afraid well as well and doesn't know, you know, doesn't feel confident in herself. Uh, his best friend Turk, who seems so confident, you know, points out that if you could see my face behind the mask, you would know that I'm like terrified right. all the time. You know, uh, he just does it. Right. And, uh, and that is reassuring to him and, gives him even more confidence you know that and the fact that his best friend is in fact going to live with him right yeah and there's this i mean that's like the major plot point of the show and then you have this sort of subplot which is you know jd and turk have been best friends since um forever since uh college they were roommates in college they went to the same medical school and uh now that they're in this new environment or whatever he's really looking for that stability from his friend who not only seems to be advancing medically with all of his confidence and coolness or whatever, but he's also thinking about, you know, living outside of the relationship. And uh, that also freaks JD out a little bit too, because I think that there's a lot of stability that comes from that, you know? And so it comes to find out that, you know, yes, he's been planning on, you know, moving into the same apartment that he is the entire time. So, yeah, he already took the keys out of his gym bag. Already took the keys out. Yeah, because I think, you know, in the beginning of the episode, they, they introduce, when they're introducing these characters, they're also introducing that there's medical interns and surgical interns, mm-hmm. like we touched on earlier, and how they're clicky, like, and have their own distinct personality types. Like, the medical interns are, like, dorky and nerdy, you right. know, pocket protector. Playing Pac-Man. Yeah. 
and the surgical interns are like the jocks of right. the medical field and are like the popular cool kids. So the surgical interns are going to go grab a beer. The medical interns are having a Pac-Man tournament. Apparently we're all 12. And how... And throughout, throughout the, the series, episode. you see them, uh, like the surgical interns out playing basketball, whereas yeah. you know the medical interns will sink their Palm Pilots right. and play Pac-Man. And throughout, th- one of the things that lends to JD's fears and his insecurities is that it seems like he's being separated from his friend through those things. That right. now he's a surgical intern, he's not going to hang out with him anymore, you know, and things like that. Yeah, there was, and he feels abandoned. And there was, <laughs> there was that moment where they first meet um, Elliot, where you know the question came up: Okay, are you surgical or medical? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was sort of the start of that div- divisiveness, right? I mean, he, she says medical, and then he kind of does this ha ha in his head, you know. Elliot, are you medical or surgical? Medical. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yeah, because he's happy that she's medical. Right, because he wants to tap it. Yeah. Big, Elliot's. fat, juicy booty, bend it over, let me do my duty. Big, fat, juicy booty, bend it over, let me do my duty. Big, fat, juicy b- <laughs> booty. Uh, and we were looking through some of the fun facts of this, and she's wearing glasses in this episode, and this is the only time in this series that you see her wearing glasses. Yeah. Um, Afterwards, she decided to get contacts. I guess so. LASIK. LASIK, that too. Uh, also, the hospital in this episode is different than the hospital that's used throughout the rest of the se- uh, series. Yeah, you know, I always feel like, what do they find some abandoned building and like just put a bunch of random hospital shit in it and film it there? Uh, I think the like what we know as Sacred Heart you know, from episode two on was an abandoned medical center in Hollywood. Hmm. And this episode was actually filmed at a hospital. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it looks so dank and bleak and, you know, just sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting because I mean, as you know, I, I have a history working in hospital for years and whenever i watch a show like i i can't get past how freaking cluttered and dirty the hospital is that they work in and like how that just wouldn't fly in an institution you know and yeah there's a there's a note on this page that says this episode was filmed at a hospital in glendale california all other episodes up to season eight were filmed at the former North Hollywood Medical Center. The hospital in this episode has since been torn down. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah. Yeah, it's garbage. Well, made me sad on the inside. Yeah. Oh, and uh, another thing we should point out is that we're introduced Dr. Cox, Justin's favorite character, as you'll find, is gives little speeches all the time. He's kind of an angry man. Yeah. And he'll get into these monologues that kind of go on forever. And he uh, doesn't call JD by uh, his name ever. He calls him female names. Yes. He calls him a number of these in each episode. Right. What does he call him in this episode, Justin? He doesn't call him a girl's name in this episode. Doesn't he? I thought no. he did. No, not in this one. Are you sure? I'm sure. 
Yeah, I think he just calls him newbie in this one. Just newbie? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, either newbie or a girl's name. But he does call JD girls' names. A lot. A lot. Um, what other recurring things? There's always generally some sort of fantasy or flashback that JD has inside his own head. Always. It's always fun to look forward to. Um, Especially the dance scenes. Good music. Yeah, I there's... really like the soundtrack. But I'm generally a fan of anything that Zach Braff does soundtrack-wise. The music featured in this episode is Away by Leroy. Uh, I Want You to Want Me by Treat Cheap Trick. Yep. Which, that was when Elliot and JD were racing, one of the fantasies. Mm-hmm. Um, Over Me by Tricky. And please forgive me by David Gray. Please forgive me if I act a little strange. For I know not what I do. Yes, that song. David Gray, you can always tell because it sounds like he's been smoking since he was three years old and trying to sing let's see who else did we meet we got we got uh dr stedman the resident kiss up yeah the i'm a tool 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 so that was you don't see him much though he's just kind of follows dr kelso around and co-signs anything he says he's just like a baguette he's a brown noser yeah, he really is. Um, there were a few fantasies in this episode. JD and Elliot raced through the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dr. Stedman saying, I'm a tool, I'm a tool, I'm yes. a tool, I'm a dork, I'm a tool, I'm a tool. Um, JD and Elliot, they appear in a sitcom together on a TV in the guest lounge. Yes. Where he's talking about how he met his mom. They they have a kid together. How I met your mom. Oh, I met her at the hospital. We were on rounds, and then I hit it, and I hit it good. Um. Then there's uh, what you were talking about earlier, JD, with the deer and headlights. Yeah. He's... And then afterwards, he gets hit by a truck. And then there was Doctor Kelso with the deep voice and the flaming eyes. Crystal clear. Great sport. Yes, because he's Satan. Yes. And then there is hearing Turk and Carla in the on-call room. JD imagines the Todd watching. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> oh, Lord. So those are the recurring themes, or the fantasies. Those are the fantasies. Fantasies. I feel like I've seen so much television and film at this point. Very few movies surprise me anymore it's like i'll spot it from a mile away the foreshadowing or what's going to happen like i watch stuff with my wife all the time Mm -hmm. and i'll like call it 
Oh, really? And it, it, like, happens, like, every single time. See, I think that I'm just so gluttonous with it that I don't even pay attention. I'm just, like, consuming and don't uh, pay any mind to, like, what it actually is. Yeah. So this will be good of us doing the breakdown stuff here. You yeah. Know, we're coming break from it a, down. We're coming yeah. from two different places on it. So let's, hopefully. Let's break it down, motherfucker. Blinder. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Because I think we could wrap this one up, right? Did we have anything else to add? Or we just want to record no, like an like exit the, sequence? Uh, like... it's, a, it's, a, it's a great show. I just want to convey how silly it is. I mean, ultimately, it's just a... It's a show that... It, it's, a, it's a funny show, but heartfelt. And it deals with kind of life shit in a way that makes it really enjoyable and easy to digest, you know? And the characters are great. They're developed really well. I like the characters. I like the characters. I like the characters. They're my favorite. They're great. They're really good. We have some contact info. Yeah, we have great contact info. You can uh, you can get a hold of us. You can reach out to us on Twitter. We're at, at Eagle Scrubcast. You can also reach us, EagleScrubcast at gmail.com. Or you can call us. Give us some suggestions, you know? Yeah, help us out. Help us out. Tell us uh, tell us what you want to hear, what you would like to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. <laughs> Don't say me. <laughs> we're just opening up. Yeah, because, right? you know, full disclaimer here, we're going to be the ones talking, so you can't get rid of us. Right. But, but you can help us refine the way that we do this because, you know, full disclosure, doing something like this I think is kind of – uh, intimidating, you know, for me because it's 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 a show that we really enjoy that we've watched numerous times. Right, you want to do the show as justice. Yeah, we want to do the show as justice, but we want to make it enjoyable for you guys as well. You know, um, we don't want to come across as too dry or clinical or anything like that. We really want to have fun with it. And uh, Aaron comes from a unique perspective where he's worked in the medical industry before. Yeah, which is great because. Um, I know some people watch it and they're just like, they wouldn't do that. No, it's very true. Um, so yeah, I mean, reach out to us, let us know, which, yeah, brings me to like he, JD is asked to do like IVs and fully catheters on patients throughout this episode and things that he chooses not to do. And, uh, in my experience working in a hospital, I never, saw a doctor do any of those things. Would an intern be asked to do stuff like that? I mean, so they're that they doctors, have the... they're interns, they're in there rounding with, the, you know, the residents and everybody and, and doing stuff. I mean, I think that for sure at some point in their, I hope, you know, in their training and in their schooling and everything, they learn how to do those things, but they're not, it's not brought what, what my experience is seeing doctors come in, talk to patients and patients, families, you know, ask about symptoms, observe signs. There's difference between the both of them, people. And, uh, you know, come to a diagnosis, you know, on their own or ask for consults, write notes, write orders. And then, you know, the orders are entered. The pharmacy brings the drugs, whatever, nurses administer them and techs, at least at the hospital where I worked at, did all the blood draws, all the IV starts, all the, uh, fully catheter placements some nurses would do 
blood draws and catheter placements, but I never saw a doctor do it. Unless one time it was a urologist that had to do uh, a, a particular kind of catheter into a patient because their prostate was so swollen that you couldn't get a normal Foley in there. Ooh. But I think even they had trouble doing it. So, yeah, I think a lot of times it's portrayed in, in Hollywood that doctors do all this shit. And I just never saw it personally. Well, I mean, and I was even talking about that with somebody before and was, you know, you want to see the star of the show right? do the dramatic stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, if these guys just walked into a room, it was like, yep, he's got a kidney stone and walked out. Like it would be just, yeah, it wouldn't be as, as dramatic for sure. But at the same time, like when I worked in a hospital, like and being on the floor with a bunch of nurses and, and everything, uh, man, if they had had hidden cameras just for the shit that goes on, you know, like it would have made for a hell of an entertaining television show because it's like, it's ridiculous. The things that take place and go on with staff, with patients, like obscene things. It's great. But this show's great. It's funny. Well, and that's suspend what, all. You know, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a disbelief, s- silly sitcom with a lot of heart. Yeah, right. I mean, way better than House or ER or Grey's Anatomy. Fuck those shows. My personal opinion. I like House. I prefer Scrubs. I prefer Scrubs. You just like House like himself. I do. I really like House yeah. a lot. Everybody just likes him, really. If you took him away out of that show, no one would have ever watched it. Oh, no, no. no. Well, I mean, in that show, I mean, we could get into it, but it's legitimately just Sherlock Holmes yeah. in a hospital. Right, yeah. I mean, the guy's name is House Holmes. Yes. His best friend is Wilson Watson. Yes. And I think he actually lives at 128 Baker Street. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, that show And is- he's British. Yeah. Oh. oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. Nothing you, to do with scrubs. Right. <laughs> no, not at all. But it medical shows. It medical. They also don't follow the rules rules either. No. We were talking about that earlier. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. So, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail about, you know, what – You'd like to see fun facts of the show that uh, on upcoming episodes, things that we can touch on, anything you want to add, you can leave us a voicemail at 202-854-1863. Call and leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Say hello. Or if you just want to talk. Or if you just want to tell us how much assholes we are. Yeah. At any rate, so that's it. Yeah. Hit us up and uh, hopefully we just get better. One. Peace. Please forgive me if I act a little strange. For I know not what I do. Feels like lightning running through my veins Every time I look
Stone and watch the ripples 